Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott alongside, as always, hello, Scott. Sean, I'm fired up. Yeah, you uh, you seem fired up, buddy. What's, uh, <laughs> it was a, a fun Thursday at the Scotties, but uh, you got thoughts. Uh, yeah, I got some thoughts. I, well, first of all, like, there's almost no drama left uh, <laughs> with this pool format, but uh, a couple of things have been bothering me. I've watched so much curling this week that uh, it's starting to bug me. You know when teams win, Sean, and they do this, like, sort of high five where you hook the thumbs? Yep. And pump. Mm-hmm. Uh, enough of that. Enough. <laughs> okay. I, I believe that came to us from Europe. I I don't care for it. M- maybe like give yourselves a hug or something. Or I I just find it's like super annoying. No more. I don't like it. I don't want to see it anymore. Okay. Next thing. Yeah. Uh, can we be done with a hair? <laughs> Scott, is is this just something you're angry about because uh, you're bald? Uh, my hair is just as thick as everybody else's hair. It's just <laughs> not as long. But, like, I mean, everything's a hair this, a hair that. Let's be done with it. Okay. I'm calling for an end to, to hair. To hair, okay. As a unit yeah. of measurement. I, I, was, I remember when Colleen Jones used to say titch. Yeah. I don't like that necessarily <laughs> more. Okay. But I like it as much as All I right. like hair right now. It was just a hair heavy, just a hair more, just a hair this, hair yeah. that. Ugh, enough. Okay. And uh, well, like I alluded at the beginning, Sean, tomorrow might be pretty boring. I mean, it might be. You're absolutely right. Uh, as we look at the standings right now, Ontario, Manitoba, and Team Wildcard are all at 8-1 and one as we look at the standings here for the Scotties. Now... There are going to be losses amongst those teams because Carrie Anderson and Team Manitoba play Jennifer Jones tomorrow afternoon and Rachel Homan tomorrow night. So it's possible that she could fall to three losses. But, you know, those three teams have yet to play each other. Uh, you know, Ontario and Wildcard did in the preliminary round. But those will be some games that will be interesting, at least in terms of the 1-2 spot. So you have those games to pay attention to. But tomorrow, you're right. If it breaks rights for Krista McCarvel in Northern Ontario, she plays Suzanne Burt and Prince Edward Island on the TV game. We'll talk about this in a little bit, but Suzanne Burt mm-hmm. will be featured on a TV game. Finally. And uh, if if Krista McCarvel wins and Rachel Holman beats Team Saskatchewan and Robin Silvernagel tomorrow morning, then Krista McCarvel will clinch that final playoff spot yeah we uh i i got a text from megan who we play with and she said oh i didn't see much of what happened today and i said well basically it's kind of the playoffs are decided Uh, not totally but you know there's one more spot up for grabs i'm hoping suzanne burt can do something great tomorrow and win two and put herself in that position yep but the thing is, I like Northern Ontario, too, and 
uh, I think Northern Ontario has a better chance of beating whoever ends up as that three seed. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a bit torn, but, but in the end, the drama that we used to have on Thursday night in the old format yeah. of who's going to make the playoffs now seems to be pushed. They, they're trying to push it to Friday, but it, this year it just sort of didn't break break very well and i mean uh, i don't know if i can defend the format we're going into friday and the eight teams all eight teams can make the playoffs nobody is eliminated yet so to say that everything's decided well no i mean we have three teams that have clinched yes but the other five teams none of them are eliminated so i think it's a little unfair to completely say that all the drama is gone when we don't know who's in the one-two game, which we know makes a big difference in terms of who's going to win the final, uh, the championship, and everybody is still in play. Like, I, yeah, think, Sean, I well, think it's a little harsh to say that there's nothing to be decided. I mean, you say everybody's still in play. Yeah, because like, everybody is still in play. Yeah, mathematically yes, but for all intents and purposes, no. I, I mean, why? Vic why can't? Is... Why can't Chris? Chris McCarvel can lose to Suzanne Burt. That's not out of the question. And Chris McCarvel can lose to Jennifer Jones tomorrow night. Like, Chris McCarvel getting to five is not out of the realm of possibility. No, it's not. But, but like, do I expect Chelsea Carey to win two games tomorrow or Corinne Brown to win two games tomorrow? And be at six and five, and make the playoffs. When in this format, eight and eight and three has been the, the historic record for fourth place. Like, no, I don't. Yeah, but I, I think Scott, that's the product of the field too. This is the best field that we've seen with this format, and the, the losses in the preliminary round were distributed a little more liberally than they were before. We we weren't seeing, or we didn't see, teams get through in the same way, right? We, you know, we had tie breaks in both pools. Uh, you know, one of the teams gets through it, three losses without a tie break. You, it's not the same as it has been in the past. So tomorrow, neither British Columbia nor Canada will win two games because they're playing each other. But right. let's say you're Chelsea Carey. If you win against British Columbia in the afternoon, Suzanne Burt wins in the morning. You get Suzanne Burt, tomorrow night you can bring her back to five right it's all i'm saying scott is i don't think it's going to happen i think the spot will go to Kristen mccarvel but certainly if you're suzanne burt certainly if you are sitting there at four losses as robin silvernagel you're in a better position this year than you would have been last year or two years ago in this format so I think it's a more interesting Friday than what we've seen in the past. I mean, I guess fair enough, but but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm so sick of watching Saskatchewan, Sean. Maybe that's part of it too. They, they've been on the TV a lot. I, I will too, also, much. too much. Too much. I, I agree. I will also say there was there, there have been years or there were years in the old format where on Friday night the only thing that was left to play for was who got last rock in the one, two game. So it's not like the old format was always giving us drama in the last draw. No, I agree. And Friday wasn't 
wasn't uh, anything but playoffs in the in the old format, right? The well, the old, old the old old format, right? They, they they had a few years where they finished the round robin on Friday morning. Yeah, okay. The, there was a couple of years of that, That's which true. was Boncos. Yeah, that wasn't great. I I didn't like that. Um, but yeah, okay. We got more meaningful games into Friday. Sure, uh, good enough. <laughs> I I I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think it's going to be Ontario Manitoba in the in the final. So, you know, we'll get a preview of that tomorrow, which could be fun. Sure. Uh, anyway, anyway, let's let's talk a bit more about the games today. Did the playoff games, the the tiebreakers, yes, do anything for you, Sean? Not really. Uh, so, uh, if you look at them, British Columbia beats Nova Scotia five four. Had had a lead there. Uh, they they were in control of that game in the second half. Get a steal in the eighth end. Uh, so nothing really doing there for me. They didn't show a lot of this game uh, from from all accounts on the broadcast. Even missing the end of it at commercial, which upset some folks. I said last night, you know, if I want one player in this game, I want Marianne Arsenault. She goes out and throws sixty one percent. So a struggle mm-hmm. for her. This morning in what may be her last game at Escotties, as she, of course, is moving out to BC. On the other side, you see Saskatchewan beat New Brunswick in the extra end. Full credit to Andrea Crawford and her team. Climb back in the second half of this game. They're down 3 nothing after 2, giving up a steal in the second end. They're able to steal 6, get a deuce in 9, steal 10. Really good job by them. Uh, solid performance to come back, not give up in that game. Really push Robin Silvernagel to the edge. Tough shot in 11 for Silvernagel to win. She makes it to get into that championship pool, but certainly nothing for New Brunswick to hang their head about. Solid performance here in the second half of that game. So overall, you know, there's not really that much more to say, I don't think, other than two games that at least we got close ones. Yeah, they were both close. Uh, I was uh, off, off doing my uh, French examen oral this morning, Sean. Ah, yes. So I was I was speaking French and missed most of the games. I did uh, catch the end there at lunch. And, yeah, really emotional game for Marion Arsenault, uh, especially at the end there. Uh, lots of Kleenex was out. Uh, big hug to uh, Emma Logan. So, yeah, who knows what the future will have for her, but uh, a great player, five-time Scotty's champion. Yep. Uh, you know, battled here, and I was I was right there with you last night saying, uh, I'll take her all day. Uh, and it wasn't to be. So no. there you go. And yep. New, New Brunswick, yeah, you know, they were, they were fighting for their lives the last, you know, five games. So... Yeah, if your fifth elimination game in a row, basically, mm-hmm. and the streak comes to an end. But uh, pushing them to an, to the extra was pretty good. The 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 way they generated that steal in ten, they had the rock in a good spot, and and Silvernagel couldn't make the draw. But uh, yeah, nothing to be ashamed of for sure. No, nothing, nothing at all there. And then we move into the afternoon. A couple interesting things happen in the afternoon. First, I I, I was stunned by this. Chelsea yeah. Carey wins the draw to the button and then is <laughs> down eight to nothing after three ends. Jennifer Jones scores 10 points in a 10 to five win. 
only scored one point with the hammer. She stole nine points against the defending Canadian champion. That one, Scott, that's the score that really stands out to me for the week. I know New Brunswick scored a seven, but this one, that was a total stunner to me. Yeah, that's insane, right? Like, <laughs> I I was in a meeting at, at 1. I, we came out at, like, 2.30. I checked the score and went, what the heck just happened? Like, it, yeah. it was just insane, right? Uh, yeah. A steal of 4. Yeah, I, mean, I, I had an audible reaction at my desk <laughs> where I, I pulled it up and I went, oh, no. And, and people around <laughs> me thought something terrible had happened. <laughs> like, oh my God, did you hurt yourself? What, like, what is going on? I was like, look at the scoreboard. And they said, what does this mean? But it was just, yeah, it was <laughs> quite a remarkable uh, turn of events there for Chelsea Carey and Team Canada. Uh, and it's interesting that it happens against Jennifer Jones, too, because all week we've been sort of talking. I've been a little more forgiving of Chelsea Carey than you have. But all week we've been sort of talking about how they've been getting some results with not the greatest of, of shot making and here you have sort of the two of them coming together and jennifer jones just is on the right side of that yeah you you had me convinced you know after her fifth game yeah oh she's on the upswing 82 91 89 yep and i said okay sean fine you've convinced me she goes out throws 71 against Lorietti. yeah uh throws 73 against andrea crawford and then 58 against Jones and a 69 tonight against Holman. So that's sort of more of the numbers bearing out what my eyes were telling me. Yeah. But like, holy cow. Tomorrow, what do they got tomorrow? Do you know? Uh, The other two teams left. They have BC BC in the afternoon and PEI tomorrow night. Yeah. I mean, they got a chance to beat those teams, right? It seems to me like how goes Chelsea Carey goes team Canada. Well, yeah, but I mean, but that that's true of every team, right? You're not winning if the skip's not throwing enough. See Jones, comma Jennifer. Enough uh, throwing uh, enough. Jennifer Jones was still making enough shots, right? The wild card game, she did make a draw to the forefoot to win, right? Like she's she she's making enough when they matter to, it's the timing to pull out versus, the wins, yeah. Right, it's whereas, the timing of when you make. Yeah, whereas Chelsea Carey obviously today was not was not uh, not on no. no so elsewhere this afternoon i caught the end of this uh, saskatchewan prince edward island that they switched to after the tv game was was done and suzanne burke gets a three in the eighth end to take a two point lead excuse me a one point lead over saskatchewan can they get the force in the ninth so uh, or excuse me it's a one point lead so they get the force they're tied coming home and Suzanne Burt, on her last one, has either a double, and she can roll it for the win, she has a saver, or draw the pin. And she chose to, to throw the double, Scott. I was a little surprised on this because the draw to the pin wasn't completely cold. There was a, the, the Saskatchewan stone, she could have come to it. And the double was a little hard. I think it was a sweeping air, too. They were playing mm-hmm. it on the nose when out of her hand, they probably could have gotten it over the top of the one in the house. So I was I was a little surprised at the call. And then the sweeping call, 
I don't know if they make it if they pound it the whole way over the top, but they stuff it and Robin Silvernagel gets the win. I think that was one of those games where Suzanne Burt, she gives up a four in the fifth end, right? You give up a four at any point of a game at a Scotty's, you probably don't expect to win. But this is a game that, looking back, she'll probably have some questions about that 10th end. Yeah, definitely uh, some regrets there. I thought they played a pretty good 10th end overall, given uh, given the circumstances. And the, you tell me, Sean, all the time about how uh, if the skip sees it, the skip should throw it. Yep. And I think that's just what she saw. Yeah. She saw she saw the line for that a little bit better, um, and missed it by honestly what like two or three inches. Not even, yeah. So, it, yeah, it's it's tough to say if if they'd been able to pound it and get it over there. If it, yeah, I don't know with it with the speed and, but likely not. Uh, yeah. But it was what she she saw and she missed it by a fraction and. And there you go. Yeah, so. I think my surprise was more not not so that that when she's like I like this that she threw it is that that's what she liked. You know, we, yeah, we yeah, I yeah. think I think her default is usually to draw. I do wonder if if you if you gave her truth serum, if missing the draw against Jennifer Jones on Monday night where she needed the button and mm-hmm. she was heavy and she loses that game on a steal, I do kind of wonder if that might have been her in her head at that point of the game i doubt it but it it was just something that did occur to me that she has missed uh lost in the 10th end on a steal missing a draw to the button and here it was the same situation potentially so she goes with that hit she did have the saver though so it's there's more margin for error on that double attempt than there is on a draw for sure yeah maybe i wonder i haven't watched any of the scrums today i wonder if anybody asked her that uh, question if, if, they I know... interv- if they interviewed her at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah that's she, pro- she probably, she, the, the media there probably ask her for her credential whenever she's walking by. It's like, are you supposed to be back here? <laughs> like, we, we don't know who you are. Did I, uh, did I tell you how at uh, the curling trials here, Brad Thiessen was trying to get in and didn't have his, yeah. his player badge? Yeah. And somebody was like, who are you? And I was kind of like, yeah, who is this guy? <laughs> but uh, funny. But I think Suzanne Burt is uh, is well-known enough, Sean. Not if you're watching on TSN. She's the hey, best. there you go. Uh, there you go. So, you uh, you well, not, not, not quite not quite yet. Uh, not quite yet. <laughs> so then tonight, uh, the feature game was Saskatchewan against Jennifer Jones. And Robin Silvernegger, they they look exa- they looked exhausted uh, yeah. by the end of this game. Third game of the day, uh, winning this morning in an extra end, winning at the the stealing the tenth end against Suzanne Burtis, we just talked about. She looked gassed. They had nothing left. They lose eight to three. No shame in that. They were they curled for nine hours today, mm-hmm. eight and a half, whatever it was. So so no shame there. Uh, Northern Ontario, though, gets a big win in an extra end against British Columbia, Scott. This, I thought, was very interesting, the end of this game, the way it played out, because Corinne Brown in the 10th end had a shot to win, missed it by a millimeter, maybe. Mm -hmm. And that was 
like I, I don't know. I liked the way Kristen McCarville played her last shot. I thought that was the safer play than a draw through the slide path yep, in the tenth end. But Corinne Brown came so close after it sounded like they kind of gave up on it three quarters of the way down the ice. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought they were uh, they were like, oh boy, well whatever. It's gonna be it's not gonna curl enough. Blah blah blah. blah. But uh, no, they 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 were so so close, like you yeah. say. Uh, really great shot. I mean, they made a great shot with uh, sort of a run. Uh, how did they get in that in that position? It was didn't, a triple. Did they make a triple? Yeah, they made they make a triple. Aaron Pinkhart, yeah. Yeah, and the her last one, she makes a triple, where Northern Ontario was sitting three and goes from sitting three to sitting one. Uh, but mm-hmm. the second shot was at the back of the house. So, yeah, just a, a great shot there by Aaron Pincott. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Kendra Lilly played a tap, and it they just kind of ended up, the Rocks ended up in the worst spot possible. Yeah. So uh, made that triple, you know, makeable. Uh, she did have to throw a great one to, to make it. And Aaron Pincott has been really good, Sean, this week. Uh, I think a bit underrated at the third position. Her her scores have been pretty high overall. I think, uh, yeah, she's sitting fourth on percentages behind Sweeting, Miskew, and Laws. Uh, she had a 97% game. Uh, pretty pretty impressive for your debut, Scotties. Yeah, no uh, no shame in being in that company, for sure. No. no uh, and While well, you talked about uh, the, the feature game tonight, and we talked about the game they switched to, uh, Rachel Holman has a bit of a revenge game against Chelsea Carey. Yeah. Do you think uh, it's fair to say? I mean, I guess. I mean, <laughs> they play each other so much, yeah. right? I don't think it really yeah. matters that much. Yeah, and Manitoba sort of keeps on trucking. Uh, big three spot in the first end sets the tone for the game, and they uh, put put a beating on the uh, the Islanders there. Yeah, so that sets it up where. The eight-one teams, Ontario, Manitoba, and Wildcard, are all guaranteed a playoff berth. And as we said, tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon, excuse me, if Krista McCarvel wins against Suzanne Burt and Ontario and Rachel Holman beat Saskatchewan, then the fourth playoff spot will go to Northern Ontario and Krista McCarvel, and all that will be left will be to determine who is in that one. Two game and one of those spots will go to the winner of Manitoba against Wildcard. So uh, tomorrow night, it is possible that all that is up for grabs is a spot in the one-two game in that Ontario Wildcard matchup. Yeah, excuse me, Ontario Manitoba matchup. Manitoba, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I bet that'll be the feature game tomorrow night. Well, if everything else is decided, yeah, for sure. Uh, how surprised are you now, Sean, with uh, Prince Edward Island, Northern Ontario as our television feature game tomorrow afternoon? I, I think that is the correct choice because you are going to get Manitoba and Wildcard in the playoffs. I, I agree 100%. Uh, I know we've seen a lot of Northern Ontario and Krista McCarville t- this week. Yeah. I'm going to say that's fine because we never ever see them anywhere else except the Scotties. Yeah. So if we're going to be overloaded with any team, I'm okay if it's this team. Sure. Uh, 
And I think, like you say, that's that's a pretty pivotal game for how the evening draw is going to have to shake out. So uh, I'm I'm happy they've made that decision. Uh, I guess Vic and uh, Russ are going to have to learn some names <laughs> of some of the players. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They know them all. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. We finally get Suzanne Burt uh, and Team PI on our televisions. Yeah. So there's been a lot of talk, at least on Twitter this week, about the TV games and how they focus so much on those top teams. And people are complaining that we're not seeing more diversity in the feature games. And I was thinking about this today, about you know who, who do they have to show and what is TSN's responsibility to the viewers? Is it to show everybody, or is it to show the best possible game? And I think, Scott, where I've landed is that... TSN has to show the best possible game. I, I know that leads to repetition, sh- certainly, but I, I, I mean, especially this week in this field, the, the, the things that they're not showing are still going to feature teams that we see a lot of, right? So it's, it's you know, when we talked, I think was it last night or uh, the the day before? I, I think it was last night, where you had Alberta, Manitoba, you had Northern Ontario, Saskatchewan, you had Canada, New Brunswick. Like people are going to complain about any of those three games. They're going to say, "Well, we've seen so much of Alberta so far, uh, or we've seen so much of the host." Or like, "Oh, Chelsea Carey again." Like, and you're not going to show Nunavut, Quebec, with respect to those two teams. So. You know, I think because so many of the teams in this field are teams we see a lot of, and the teams that we don't see a lot of, like, again, you're not going to show a matchup between Yukon and Northwest Territories. Like, it, it's just just not going to do that. I'm, I, I'm sorry to those two teams, and it's a great accomplishment to be there, but I don't think that's what TSN's job is. So I'm, I'm sort of... I'm a little annoyed sometimes with the the choices that they've made, but in terms of you can't show these teams, then I then I ask myself, well, well, who's left to show? Yeah, I understand your point, Sean. I do for sure. There's sometimes a chance to show some of these teams that don't get a lot of television time when they do play against a pretty good team. Uh, I'm looking back at matchups from 2018 from the Scotties here. Uh, the traditional first draw is always the host against team Canada, yep. which we didn't see this year for some reason because they were in the same pool. Yeah. But uh, so we had BC against Canada when Kessa Van Osh played against Michelle Englot uh, in the first round. Uh, we had wildcard against Nova Scotia. Uh, we had, uh, Manitoba played New Brunswick, and New Brunswick was featured uh, last okay. year. Last okay, year, can, had... can, I, can I just say one? Because I pulled up 2018 because I was thinking about this today too. Yeah. Again, relative to this year's field, the 2018 field was not nearly as good. No, right? no, the, I agree. It, it wasn't even like it wasn't even close to as strong as this field was. Again, with respect to all those players who are way better than I am. It, it wasn't as good of a field. So, and if you remember, 
in 2018, everybody, again, online, which isn't, I don't know if that's necessarily representative, was complaining that this was the worst Scotties ever. There's too many blowouts. There's no good games. Why are, why are they doing this? They're ruining our great event. So people were complaining then when we were seeing these other teams. So, Scott, breaking news. This is what I think I've learned. People on Twitter can complain about anything. Oh, excuse me. I just uh, lost my breath a bit. I know. Your, your crazy take, Sean. I know. I, scorch, I, scorching hot take. I mean, I'm looking at last year. Last year in the morning draw of the last day of pool play, Prince Edward Island against Northwest Territories. Why can we not do stuff like this uh, in the morning draw? Sorry, sorry, Brian and Kathy, if you get tired <laughs> of, of watching quote-unquote lesser teams. But there's a place for everyone at this event now i what my data showed that i posted yesterday was that win more and you'll be shown more yeah like krista mccarville has done that right yeah so uh, there's a path but at the same time i i that's i kind of miss that they they took away that sort of seating draw they called it right the friday morning the first day they did it it was a thursday morning and they would sort of do sheet to sheet coverage, you know. So every team would get a couple of ends to be yeah. featured. Yeah. Now Scott, it for... was Friday. It was actually like the first year oh, in right. 2018. It was Friday morning. Because the the tie breaks were scheduled on yeah. Thursday morning. So, yeah. uh, and I think the reason they stopped doing that was teams that were eliminated didn't want to stick around for an extra day. Yeah. Which is fair, right? But yeah. uh, that was kind of a good chance. Like I remember we got to watch Nunavut play. Yeah. And we didn't know any of the players on their team, but it was fun. Right. Yeah. And, so, and, yeah. That, yeah. And it was, yeah, it was across the, the sheet. That was pretty cool. Uh, I, I will say to the, the game you referenced, Northwest Territories against Prince Edward Island, in that game, Northwest Territories was threatening for a playoff spot, Prince Edward or, or a championship pool spot. Mm -hmm. Suzanne Burt made it into the championship pool. Mm -hmm. So, it's not again it's not a case where like and, no sean i'm not saying we should feature zero and six against one and five right right so but the numbers bear it out win more games and and you'll be on tv and again in this particular field you are going to get an oversaturation of certain teams but that's also the product of the fact that there's so many of those teams Right. In, in other years, in 2018, we had, what, three teams who legitimately could have won the event. This year, going into it, we had six, seven teams who could have won. So you're going to show those teams. And even when you're like, let's show the lesser, the teams we don't see as much, they're going to be playing one of those teams. So, like, I, I don't I, I just don't know what what the right answer is to satisfy everybody. Because I, I don't, I don't think you can satisfy everybody. Well, if a step forward, Sean, is featuring Suzanne Bird and Prince Edward Island for the first time this week, a team that's was five and two. Yeah, I was really surprised at the feature game choice tonight. I, I, I that was the f first time this week where I thought that they got it completely wrong. Right, and you thought it should have been that. Uh, I thought it should have been PI Manitoba tonight. Yeah. 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 Well. Uh, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Uh, 
but uh, but yeah, so there you go. Let us know what you think. I had a big discussion about it. Uh, I also retweeted this afternoon. Melissa Martin from the Winnipeg Free Press wrote an article about this too. Yes, that's um, right. So that was really interesting. A really good take about basically what what is the responsibility of TSN within this national championship? You know, who who do they deserve? Who deserves to be shown? Maybe deserves not the right term, but you know, who gets shown? What is their job as TSN to to feature teams? across the sheet. So a lot of fun uh, to discuss it there. And we'll see going into the briar, how TSN, if they do respond to this at all, because we'll have the same problem at the briar where yeah. there's going to be seven teams who are going to be on every draw. Yeah. I think uh, one of the things that TSN does, and I think does well is creates these sappy end of the week sort of video essays about, oh, all the teams from across Canada got the chance to come and compete for the championship. But we didn't learn about five or six of these teams until we saw their pictures in this video essay. So I, I understand that you can't show everybody all the time, uh, but then don't get super schmaltzy about, <laughs> about how everybody came with the one dream and the chance to win because – you didn't think everybody had a chance to win based on you not showing certain teams, especially early in the event. You're right. I, I, but I don't think TSN thinks that everybody has a chance to win. Like they don't like those, those, those video essays are all about people coming there and, and playing and trying and having fun and how it's representative of the country. Things that aren't necessarily true, but makes you feel good. Um, but that, that again is, is, sort of this schmaltzy thing that we do at the end, it's not it's not reflective of the com the level of competition, right? It, it is, at the end of the day, a sporting event where we're trying to declare a national champion. And you want to, if you're TSN, to show the teams who, have a ch who are going to be there at the end with a chance to win the national championship. And... At the, at the other side of it, too, is it is ratings, right? They do have to try to make money on this. And there is they tweeted out a photo today thanking the crew. There's a lot of people that, that are behind the scenes at TSN. If you ever go to one of these events, you see them on the ice and, and all the people who are moving the cameras around and doing everything they do. But, you know, I've been lucky enough as a media member there's so many people underneath the stands too, out in the truck. The TSN catering room is huge because there's a huge contingent of people who are there to do it. This is an expensive thing. And to go out there and put on games that perhaps are going to get lesser ratings to make sure that everyone feels good, I don't think that is the way to go about it and they do have a responsibility to try to get as many people to watch as they can and showing the teams that we know and are going to be there at the end that's just the way to do it and i think mike harris on twitter i think he had the best reaction to it saying you know he he knows it from that side and they see the numbers they see what the interaction is and when these teams are on, for as frustrating as it can be, they're the ones who pull in the eyeballs. And as your study said, 
once you get to the point where you're winning games, then you will get on. Unless your name is Suzanne Burt. And we're going long, so I don't want to belabor the point anymore. Uh, but you're right. TSN does put in a lot of resources to this product and deserves to try and make as much money as possible. Uh, that said, I wish they would sell some ads to maybe some different companies. But we will talk about that at another time. Yeah, if you really hate the matchups, then really call New Holland. Call your local New Holland rep. Uh, that yeah. that's probably a better way to uh, to get traction on this than <laughs> it would be to uh, to tweet at TSN. So uh, a lot going on there at the Scotties. Let's keep it positive for the rest of the week though, because uh, the, overall the competition's been pretty good, pretty exciting, good games coming down to the end. Great level of play. You know, as we talked about all week, even the teams that uh, didn't make it into the championship pool, some great shot making there. So uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun so far this week. And uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. It is my favorite event of the year. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to Friday and the playoffs. So uh, as always, we'll be with you tomorrow. Anything else, Scott? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to give a, a quick shout out to one of our listeners, Marsha, who is uh, my friend Liz's mom, who's living out there in Vancouver. She sent me an email today saying uh, she likes listening to our podcast after the games have ended and she's getting ready to go to sleep out there on the West Coast. So uh, hello, Marsha. Uh, enjoy the rest of the spiel. And I, too, am rooting for Team Northern Ontario and Krista McCarville. Yes. Hello, Marsha. I'm happy to know, Scott, that we can put British Columbia to sleep. Yeah, you know, it's... Uh... That's what we're doing this for, Sean. That should be our tagline for uh, for our show. We <laughs> we put British Columbia to sleep. Uh, so uh, so that'll do it for tonight. We'll be back with you tomorrow night. Uh, I hope I'm with you tomorrow night. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a a surprise appearance from Sean if uh, if we get him. So we'll yes. wait till then to reveal. Yeah, to to see what's going on. But hopefully, I'll be with you tomorrow night. Uh, very excited. For the curling, we'll be back with you then. And, of course, please do follow along. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places you can find us there. Uh, give us the likes, ratings, keeps the show going. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, at Game of Stones Pod. Scott's at Scott Likes TV. I'm at Dr. Shawnee Fever. And, of course, you can email the show, Game of Stones Podcast, at gmail.com. So we'll be back with you tomorrow night, too. Get set for the playoffs at the 2020 Scotty's Tournament of Hearts. But until then... Keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.